Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. You cannot settle for the wrong answer. You cannot be second best. It's a very, very difficult job. As the chief engineer, you're accountable for every success and every failure on this program. Mustangs just always caught my attention. This is the dream job. People have been working on this car for 55 years. We're just a slice in time. Fast, fun, and affordable. That's the essence of Mustang. You know, you guys are freaking all these people out with the cameras. You're going where no one's gone before. Every day you're living on the edge of the cliff. There is no more money. We have a huge responsibility to keep Mustang going in the direction that it needs to go, and at the same time, never forgetting where we came from. You have this all-American classic, but you have to constantly innovate. There's a lot of people's jobs at stake. Everybody has a Mustang story. You don't have to own one to have one. We restored this 1971 Mustang as a father-daughter project. You hear a car pull away, and you're like, there's a Mustang. Growing up in Vietnam, Mustang symbolized everything that was special about America. Strength, power, freedom. If that's not the American dream, I don't know what is. You screw this up, you're screwing the entire country. So many things are very simple, but it's very hard to make something special. It's like almost the holy grail. We're gonna do whatever it takes to protect this vehicle. There's a lot that can go wrong from here. Growing up in an era where everybody had a horse, Henry Ford would say to the people, what do you want? And they'd always say, a faster horse. Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Button up my sleeve. Presto! <laughs> no doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Hi, this is Etzel Ford with the Ford Motor Company, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Enjoy the show. Welcome, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google Tan, talk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, golfstreammotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, 470-some-odd shows, go to nostalgicradioandcars.com, and that's our archive page, or some people call it a podcast page. Good evening, Tommy. How are we doing? Hey, Robert! I gotta find another set of head jacks. These things are not working. Like one, one of these things, I don't know. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Wow, we got an exciting couple of weeks coming up here. Actually, this week's really, really exciting because this is the week for the uh, Monterey Collector Car Week, which started actually last week, but typically on a Tuesday, which would be today, 
I would be there. I would be strolling up and down Ocean Avenue, checking out all the really cool cars because Concourse on the Ave is kind of like the kickoff show. And uh, it's basically like a really, really high-end car show slash, I guess you could call it a concourse because the cars are almost concourse quality. But there's everything there. There's Porsches, there's Shelbys, there's Cobras, there's Ferraris, there's Lamborghinis, there's Isos, there's just uh, lots of race cars. And, of course, this year at the uh, vintage races at the Rolex 24, or Rolex 24, the Rolex uh, reunion, a Ford 50-year anniversary of the Trans Am Mustang. So, and the two keynote guys are going to be there. Is, uh, at the time, they were... Uh, were good buddies. They still are good buddies, but on the track, they were vicious competitors. And that would be Parnella Jones and George Fulmer. And I've had the opportunity of having both on the show many, many years ago, and it's pretty cool. And uh, their cars will be there. If you the show of there's two show there's five four shows that you have to go to. You have to put these on your bucket list. Monterey Collector Car Week is one. Amelia Ireland is two. Scottsdale Collector Car Week is three. SEMA is four. So I say four, five, four, four. Those are the four events. If you do nothing else in your lifetime, you know, for whatever the, rem- the remainder is, you need to go do the, uh, these four events because these are the four that I generally go to. And I will tell you that once you've attended any one of these events, you will be spoiled, spoiled for life. All the TV shows, all the local car shows, all the state car shows, nothing, nothing compares to these major events, particularly Monterey Collector Car Week, because it is not just something that's a big deal in the United States. It's a world-class event with world-class automobiles and world uh, travelers and car connoisseurs and aficionados all descend on Monterey. But there are so many events that are going through. If you Google Monterey Collector Car Week and you look at the calendar of events and all the stuff that's going on, uh, it's just uh, it's absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, um, you know, in Florida, if you want to find out what's going on, definitely check out flacarshows.com. There's a lot of stuff going on. That's, you know, pretty cool stuff. And um, But these are basically local and regional events. But this is a not this is not just a national event. This is a world event. Just and, and Amelia Island, same thing. I mean, there's the oldest concourse in the United States is Pebble Beach, and it really was a byproduct of the race. The race that they had, which was the Pebble Beach races, and I think that's the original name, started I think in number fifth in 1950, and the first winner, I believe, in a Jaguar, Jaguar, was uh, Phil Hill. I think a couple of years after that, he won it in a uh, Ferrari. And then I think in 56, we had um, Barry Topke on from Laguna Seca or WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. Stand me if I'm corrected. You know, it's kind of like uh, it's still Daytona, even if they put some sponsor's name on it. It's still Sebring, if they, even if they put some sponsor's name on it. It's still Laguna Seca, even if they put some guy's name on it. And it's still Sears Point or Sonoma Raceway. Well, serious point to us old schoolers, Sonoma after that. Um, you know, it's just, just the way it is, you know. So uh, the heck with you if you're, if, if you're politically correct. But at any rate, um, Monterey is um, the event. Okay, so the, the first race, and there's a byproduct. They had a little car show. A couple of the cars that were in the races were also at, on the show field. And I think that car, the very first one that won... Didn't win the race. I think it placed third, but it won its class at Pebble Beach at the very first Concours, and it was actually down at the Lodge. And back in those days, it was called the Del Monte Lodge. There's a long history on it. I mean, it's called, I think, the Pebble Beach Lodge now, but back in the day, it was Del Monte. And I think because it was Pebble Beach, they just kind of gave it, you know, the Pebble Beach Lodge and golf course and so on and so on and so on. Interesting history. And although I try to stay on top of a lot of that stuff, I'm due to dementia and and uh, age and um, a lot of other things. I'm forgetting things, right, Tommy? That is your name, right, Tommy? Okay, just want to make sure. Um, it is raining. It's not snowing, but it is raining and there's lightning outside. So I'm just going to caution you guys right now, just in case we'd like suddenly go off the air because you know Mother Nature was not exactly cooperating with us, you know. And uh, but 
is, so basically they had last week, you know, they had a bunch of car shows with vintage race cars and all kinds of stuff going on in downtown Monterey. And it's kind of like a, a, a collaborative effort with, uh, with uh, WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca, the racetrack. And, uh, and just countless, you know, gatherings, parties, you know, uh, stuff going on. And then uh, Haggerty does a special deal. Um, the guys from Florida, the Grassroots Motorsports Bunch and Classic Motorsports, they get together, they have a little function going on. It's an invite-only deal uh, on Mondays. There's a Porsche gathering, obviously, there's a Ferrari gathering, and there's uh, Alfa Romeo gathering, Jaguar gathering, Ford gathering, all kinds of gatherings. And, uh, of course, the biggest Porsche one is obviously the Works Reunion, which takes place. Then there's Legends of the Autobahns. That's also on Friday, which or Saturday. That is uh, all German cars, Porsche, Volkswagen, Audi, um, DKW, uh, what else? Oh, Opel, um, you know, and, 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 and Ford. That was, you know, and uh, so that's that. And then also the big event on Saturday is the Concorso Italiano, which is strictly Italian cars, which actually started out at the Quail back in, I want to say the mid to late 90s, because the first one I ever went to at the Quail was uh, the Concorso, and it was in 1997. Pretty amazing cars there. I got some interesting stories from back back in the day, but the Concorso was really cool. And then, of course, it evolved, and now it's over at the uh, Black Horse Country Club in, in Monterey, and uh, where it used to be at the Quail, which is outside uh, Carmel Valley. Now, today would be that particular function. And then going on this evening would be the number of gatherings, you know, get-togethers and stuff like that. Previews for the auction, because there's a number of auctions out there. Russo, we've had Drew on our show, Russo and Steel. Um, then there's uh, Meekum. Meekums is out there. Then there's two others auctions and um so then tomorrow is uh the little show little car show in downtown monterey which is a lot of fun and it's little cars i mean it's little fiats it's little mgs it's little spitfires it's little volkswagens it's little just all kinds of little stuff they think it's considered a little car you know a little bit a small bore a small bore sports car although a few years ago when i was there i saw three cars that i th- that kind of stunned me. One was an MGB GT, similar to ours, Miss Money Penny, and somebody put an electric motor in it. Then there was a Ferrari that was there that was also a 308, which is not a little car. It had an electric motor in it. And then there was a Volkswagen bus there that had an electric motor in it. Now, I am not an electric car fan today, tomorrow, the next day, or any day. Um, in fact, if I had a golf cart, it would be gas-powered. It would not be electric. So there. Um, do not like the... Non, well, I, I'll grant you that they're quick. Oh, yeah, big deal. So what? You know, what does it take? Just hook some juice to it and it goes fast? Bzzz, big deal, you know? Make an internal combustion engine go fast. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. So I'm still an ice guy. Internal combustion engine for you guys. And, uh, but it's a pretty cool show. It really is. It's a really, really cool show. And then tomorrow evening is McCall's Motorworks Revival. Now, that is the, and Gordon's a friend of ours. He's been on our show. He was on our show last week. That is the original hangar party. If there ever was a hangar party where this whole thing started, an airplane hangar with some really cool cars and some airplanes and, you know, kind of like some really high-end stuff that people are selling. When I say stuff, you know, I'm talking about, you know, nice jewelry, watches, food, Um Things of that nature, you know, clothing, fashion. I mean, it's endless. But anyway, so the McCall Motor Works and Revival, and I think tomorrow is the 30th anniversary. So that is a big deal. Okay, Gordon started it, and everybody copied it. So he's the originator on that. Then, then I think it's time for us to uh, fire up a, a st- uh, the radio, and I'll keep continuing. Now, I'm going to play a song. By Warren Zevon. Now, Warren Zevon is well best known for Werewolves in London and a couple other songs. But this is a song. Now, he was a pretty talented guy. I mean, he could, you know, multifaceted musician. And I have a musical story here coming up in a little bit. And uh, he was a pretty cool guy, and he wrote some pretty cool songs. But this particular song was one that he wrote later. And we had to bleep certain sections of this song because it's all bleeped. It's basically your bleep is bleeped up. That's the name of the song. Do you like that, Tommy? Your bleep is bleeped up. Um, something like that. But anyway, I hope and you've taken care of the. Bleeps? I have taken care of the bleeps. Yep. Interesting. I'm going to leave the bleeps to imagination. I hate to ruin a pretty good song. It's kind of like this one song I want to play, and I really dig the song, and it's by uh, um, uh, Steppenwolf, the Pusher Man. 
But I have yet to find a studio version of that or a radio version of that that doesn't have the profanity in it. And you can't bleep that one because it's the song. But this one is kind of like a like a it's not really rap, but it's kind of like a song talk song type thing, one of those things. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, you tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars on Touch That Dial. We'll be right back. And here is a little my bleeps all bleeped up. Best brews in Tampa Bay at Dunedin Brewery. Known as Florida's oldest microbrewery, they are always working to create a unique variety of craft beers for every taste. In addition, Dunedin Brewery features a full menu, including everything from their famous wings, burgers, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget about their live music, including the Wednesday Night Players Jam. That's Dunedin Brewery, 937 Douglas Avenue in downtown Dunedin. Visit them online at dunedinbrewery.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. My name is Piero Rivolta, Fresno Rivolta Group, and I love to listen to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and uh, you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I was telling stories. Actually, Warren Zeeland just told us a story, and the story that it just told us pretty much applies to, I would say, the whole planet. What would you say to that, Tommy? Pretty much? 
It's all bleeped up. But anyway, aside from that, um, where was I? Oh, yeah, I was talking about Monterey Collector Car Week. Okay, Thursday, uh, we usually get up and we kind of snoop around to some car shows. Oh, yeah, also on Wednesdays, they have the uh, automobile, automobile, memorabilia car show at the Embassy Suites. That's always kind of cool. Uh, I'm trying to think when they had the Lemons car show, Le Mans, Lemons, you know, the kind of goofy stuff that our friend Alan Gelbreth does, and Wayne Carini shows up there all the time with some weird-looking thing. Uh, there's also a guy that I go in and I pillage every once in a while. He's a guy by the name of Doty. He's been on uh, Wayne Carini's TV show, and he's kind of like the local guy there that has kind of like a, a car lot, if you will. And he sells what I would call project cars. Some run, some don't. So he kind of does what I do, because that's what I do. I sell project cars uh, a lot. Uh, they don't run. They're kind of packaged together, and they're for you to take and put to the next level. You know, sometimes people like to buy cars. They're all done and look pretty and stuff like that. But, you know, as a collector, sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, you're always looking for that right car. And if you're real fanatic and real finicky, you know, you just keep searching until you find that right car. Sometimes it's just easier just to buy one and, and build it yourself. If you can, if you've got to farm it out, you might not see the car for a few years. But then again, you know, if you're looking for a specific car, you might not see it for a few years. However, if you get caught at an auction and emotions take over, compounded with a little bit of alcohol, um, you might leave the auction with a really cool piece. may not be exactly what you wanted, but if it puts a smile on your face, that's all that matters. And it has four gears or five gears or six gears, and they all forward. That's pretty cool. You know, and you can lay a little rubber down. That's what it's all about. That little smell of gasoline. Oh, yes. And then that uh, little chirp of rubber, that little familiar smell. Oh, yeah, that's it, buddy. That's what it's all. Who needs a stereo? You know, you know, my opinion, my impression of stereo is two pipes coming out of one side and positive traction rear end. That's a stereo system. Okay, there you go. Quote me on that. At any rate, uh, so then on Thursday they have this. Uh, a lot of cars that participate in the concourse and a number of other events there. They have what they call the concourse d'elegance. I think that's it. And or tour d'elegance, tour d'elegance. That's it. And that basically is all these cars go on this really cool drive, 17 mile drive, and then some. And then what they do is they show up in downtown uh, Carmel on Ocean Ave. And they all park. And it's open to everybody. And you will see some of the most amazing cars. Some of the most amazing cars. These guys participate in all the events, whether it's the Porsche Works, whether it's the Concours d'Elegance, whether it's the um, the uh, Cocorso Italiano. There's, you know, a lot of people participate in it. And so you will see some absolutely, and the Quail, you'll see some absolutely stunning, amazing cars. And... Uh, and that's, that's the thing about these concourses. You know, you will only see cars there that you only read about in magazines. They come to life. And that's what they say. It's like history coming to life, automotive history coming to life. And that's been quoted 100 times and written about 100 times. But it's true. I mean, where are you going to see an Isotto Facchiti or an ex-race car that raced at Le Mans in 1955 or a 1970 24-hour Daytona winner or a 1971 uh, Le Mans or Laguna Seca winner, you know, things like that. Those cars are there, you know, not to mention one-off prototypes. I mean, just absolutely incredible cars. And uh, that's why it's worth the trip. And, uh, you know, and then it's a, kind of a family thing, you know, because the people that generally trek to those events, whether it's Amelia, whether it's Monterey, whether it's Scottsdale, whether it's Greenwich, whether it's the Woodward Dream Cruise, there's, it's, it becomes kind of a family camaraderie thing. You know, you just kind of all hang out, and you're all into the same thing. It's pretty cool. You know, I mean, there's competition among the the uh, participants that are competing, obviously. But, you know, for, for the it's all for the greater good of the car and uh, and the people and the ambiance. And it's, 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 it's a pretty spectacular. Friday is the uh, quail. A motorsports gathering, and that is probably. And we had Garrett Gordon on, and Gordon's kind of involved with the motor, motor McCall Motorworks revival, and the Quail. And the Quail now is they're both events limited to three thousand people, especially cars. It's an all-day event, and everything's inclusive. All the food, fine dining, amazing cars, amazing people, amazing guests. They have a stage there. They have a kind of a, a, a contest, you know, as far as cars, you know, and they have special speakers there. It's just, it's just, and it's a very relaxing atmosphere on the uh, 
Quail Lodge, just incredible. And then Bottoms Auctions right down the street, and they've got some pretty amazing cars there. We tried to get a representative on from Bottoms, but it was kind of, they're real busy this week. So because their auction starts and they're setting up and tomorrow's, you know, uh, everybody comes and visits the cars and looks at them and everything like that. And then on Friday, they have the actual auction. Saturday, oh yeah, Saturday, Friday morning is also the Porsche concourse or the uh, works reunion. Friday, and then of course on Thursdays when all the stuff starts at Weather uh, Tech Raceway, Laguna Seca, pretty amazing event. Uh, it's ongoing for the whole weekend. Saturday is the Concorso Italiano, and uh, that's pretty cool. And we will be talking about that a little bit later, in fact. And Sunday is the Pebble Beach Concourse, and that is the Concourse Creme de la Creme. And it's very traditional. Unlike Amelia Island, Bill Warner does an amazing job. The thing we, what we like about Bill Warner's deal is Bill's a car guy. So really a car guy that was there in the mix through the late 50s and 60s and 70s. So, you know, he's got firsthand experience, knowledge, connections, the whole nine yards, and he's got a very uh, exquisite taste in automobiles. So he broadens his classes. In fact, he pioneered not having a post-war winner and a pre-war winner at the concourse which is now kind of coming into fashion a little bit but which is really cool you know i mean in pebble beach for the longest time it was contemporary post-war cars and then they started going into pre-war cars and then they did that for a long time and now they do i think both not to mention they have actually have a hot rod class and motorcycle so pebble beach put that on your radar ladies and gentlemen that is like you know that is an event that you have to go to so while we're talking about events, the Woodward Dream Show is going to take place at the M1 Concourse in Detroit, Michigan. That's the following week. That's the weekend of the 21st. And this is the first year out of the gates. Now, it's actually a, it's kind of like a racing country club, if you will. Okay, Clubhouses, uh, private garages, call up clubhouse a clubhouse, private garages equivalent to stables. Um, you know how golfers have their little thing and horse people have their little horse country club thingy and all that kind of stuff. Well, hey, race car guys have the same thing. The only difference is it takes place on a little bit more acreage, you know, like usually a hundred acres or more, or no, maybe a couple hundred, maybe a thousand acres. I'm not sure. A lot, a lot of land. Got to, you got to have, when you have a two, three mile racetrack on there, you got to have something plus all the stuff. They're building something very similar to this on the other side of Tampa. We're going to have a gentleman on from there in a couple months. We'll be talking about that too. So. That's pretty cool, and I think it's called the Enclave. But it's becoming kind of a tradition now, you know, because this scare that these no-car enthusiast-having politicians and eco-freakos who are trying to do away with the internal combustion engine are pushing this electric car caca on us. And um, so what's happening is the people with, with deeper pockets, a lot deeper than mine, obviously, um, started these country clubs. They start out like little, you know, uh, storage units, giant, fancy, two-story, thousand, two thousand, three thousand square foot, kind of like uh, storage units where you can keep your offshore racing boat, your motorhome, prevost, a couple of your race cars, uh, have yourself a, a lounge up there, a kitchen, place to sleep. You're not supposed to sleep there, but you know, kind of hang out, take a nap if you will, um, and just party. And have a good time. It's all car stuff. You know, they have car shows and just kind of like an internal, it's like a club club thing. And those are pretty popular. And if you got the, the land to do it, the, the racetracks is the the best, the, the next best thing or the best thing. And you're going to see those popping up around the country. The one that's as well known as, and I can't think of the name of it, escapes me right now, Dementia Setting In is the one out in Las, uh, just north of Las Vegas, the Monticello, which is in New York. Um, but the M1 Concourse is, 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 is a pretty one. It's been, it was taken to the next level. So uh, we look forward to having the gentleman on, rep from them, talking about that. That's going to be pretty interesting. And it's also the same weekend as the Dream, the Woodward Dream Cruise. And uh, so if you've never been to Woodward, I've been there, but always the week before. Never actually done the cruise, but it's a one-day event anyway. But basically, if you get there a week before, all the cars still hang out. And they still cruise. It's just not all on that one day. And our good friend Steve Pastoner has a bookstore up there. And, of course, they have uh, Cars and Coffee every weekend. And that's kind of like the end thing, too. So there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. Um, 
Tommy, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and get our guest on the phone here because, oh, I know what I wanted to say real quick today. So, you know, you, you, strange things happen all the time, which is really cool. So today I was down there visiting my friends at St. Pete Guitars, Stevie B and Lee down there. And I come wandering in. And they have a uh, amp down there that I've been thinking about buying, and it's uh, called the Wiggy, and it was designed by Dweezil Zappa. But the cool thing is it looks like a dashboard on a car. Well, he happened to have this one down there. It was kind of cool. And um, it's an NOS piece, new old stock, never been sold. So I kind of wanted it. Just wasn't exactly in my price range right at the moment. But at any rate, I was went down to, to look at it because I thought, well, maybe I just might treat myself and put it on a layaway plan. While I was in there, there was a lady in there, and they were talking about guitars. And I kind of butted in. You know, I do that from time to time. And I was looking over, and I noticed that these were in... Uh, gig cases like uh travel you know like if you have a uh um a band and you're on your uh heavy duty um gigging cases and uh so at any rate um on the name on there was huey thomason well for those of us out of this area and familiar with southern rock and roll huey thomason was the one of the founding members and lead guitarist for the outlaws and that was his daughter, Candace. She was there, or Constance, I should say. It was she was there. And Stevie B's just got done, um, basically refurbishing the guitars. And they were in the original cases. And he played a number of Fender Stratocasters. And the one in particular, which apparently has is well known, and I wasn't real familiar with it, and, you know, because a lot of guys name the guitars just like we do our cars. And uh, it was called the Alien. And it's a black Strat with some slight modifications on it. Really, really cool piece. If you go to my Facebook page, uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, there's a picture of me holding that Strat. I didn't get to plug it in or gig it, but I could hold it and feel it, and it was a vibe. And I go, wow. I mean, history, man, history. So where I'm going with this is you just never know. So I talked to Constance for a few minutes, and I think we're going to have her come on our show, and she's going to tell some and share some stories about her father and uh, and early days of the outlaws, so that'd be pretty cool. Anyway, Tommy, I think Tommy's going to go ahead and fire up uh, another song, and then we're going to be back with our special guest for the evening. How about that? Hey, you're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Well, I was born in the Southland twenty some odd years ago. Well, I lay up home for the first time, honey, when Listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. 
Okay, we're back in the tune. It's Nostalgia Game Cards, and it's time to introduce our uh, special guest for the evening. This gentleman's been on our show before, and he hosts one of the really coolest Italian car shows that I've ever been to, and it's called the Concorso Italiano. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening the chairman of the Concorso Italiano, Tom McDowell himself. Tom, how are you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm just prepping for the event this year. <laughs> prepping for the event. All right. Well, you know what? We actually had another clip lined up. I was going to do a, uh, a liner from Piero Rivolto because, if I understand correctly, is uh, ESO is one of the featured cars either at Pebble or is it at your event? I can't remember. I was reading it. it it's probably at Pebble. Okay. Um, we, we, uh, we've honored uh, ESO in the past, but uh, there's, there's nothing planned for it for this year. I know there's a, there is a car coming out to honor Piero being designed by uh, Zagato in Italy. Um, it's a beautiful car, but um, I, I don't know if they're celebrating that car or if they're just celebrating the mark in general. Okay. Well, the event takes place on, Friday, on Saturday, so why don't you start from the beginning and tell us what's going on and what we can expect as uh, participants. Sure. Um, you know, you never know what to expect, especially coming off 2000 and early 2021. We we weren't sure um, just what kind of turnout was coming into Monterey. It's not just for our event, but for the whole week, as, as many of your listeners know, that this is a big car week uh, in, in uh, the Monterey Bay area. Um, and, but we've been overwhelmed by the response that we're getting. And I mean, actually, uh, literally overwhelmed. It, it's been way more than what we expected and we've got several celebrations, and, and two of them that I'm, I'm particularly excited about um, is a 100-year celebration for the Lancia Lambda. It was uh, introduced to the public in uh, 1921, and it was Lancia has always been, in, it, in its existence, it, it's been a trend-setting car with tremendous technological advancements uh, that sort of have propelled the automotive industry forward. It, it's been, and this model in particular was groundbreaking in 1921. Uh, so 100 years of that is something special. We've got five, five Lancia Lambdas that, that are surviving, and we're going to be having them uh, at Concourse. We've got some experts going to be talking about it. So it'll be fun. And, to, and the, the other uh, model that um, was also a trend-setting car when it was introduced was 50 years ago uh, with the Lamborghini Countach. And there's many people who are probably in their their maybe late 50s and 60s they can probably go back and remember when they were young and they might have had a, a poster of the Countach on their bedroom wall it, it, it was just such a groundbreaking design for a car and so we thought we'd position those two models next to one another because they represented sea change in, in the automotive industry we're also celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Maserati Bora uh, which was just um, a, a very special car. Frankly, it caught my eye when I was at the dealer across uh, 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 the road from the Maserati dealer in San Jose, California. I thought, I've got to have one of those cars. I was, I was quite young at the time, uh, not ready to drive, but uh, it, was, it was really a car that, that turned my head. Um, we've also got a celebration of the, um, uh, the, it's a little odd, the 31st anniversary of the Lamborghini Diablo. Uh, this is, this car was uh, came, was introduced by Lamborghini on the heels of uh, the the Countach and thirty uh, first. You know who celebrates the thirty first anniversary except a birthday or a wedding anniversary? Well, we, last year before the event was canceled, we were planning a thirtieth anniversary and thought, well, I like this car so much, I don't care if we had to skip last year. We're going to go ahead and celebrate thirty one this thirty one years. <laughs> That's great. Let me ask you this. The Pantera, isn't it the 50th anniversary of the Pantera? Didn't it come out in 71? Or was it 70? No, you're absolutely right. 71, and we do have the 50th uh, anniversary of the Pantera also. In fact, the designer of the Pantera, uh, uh, dear friend Tom Charta, he passed away not too long ago, but we are going to have his Pantera at the event. Tom was a wonderful man, and and, uh, the the Pantera enthusiasts revere him, and we're sorry he's gone, but we're going to celebrate not only the car he designed, but even celebrate the car he owned. Pantera was was such a unique car because it had a great design, and it didn't have some of the temperamental issues that Italian cars have been known to have over the years. Uh, It it has a Ford engine in it, which um, also makes uh, uh, some of the mechanical work on it much less expensive. But it's a, it's a great car, and it's, it's fun to watch the Pantera owners. They are 
what one might call even rapidly enthusiastic about the mark. It, it's, it's, they are a very fun group. So we are celebrating the 50th anniversary. Super. Okay. Now, having said that, only because I had uh, a Pantera way back when, and I really, truly enjoy that car. And, of course, A, I'm a Ford guy. B, I thought it was uh, basically a poor man's Lamborghini or a poor man's Ferrari, but it's really a cool car. And, and quite frankly, I, I had the, the great fortune of talking to Tom Giarda when he was at your event a number of years ago, where he was a guest speaker. And uh, he told me that the concept of that car was really, in a way, based off the, the chassis and stuff, was based off a Ford GT40, which I thought was quite interesting. I, I, yeah, he did tell me that, too. I, I, I don't remember um, when he told me, but I, it, that's one of the things about the Pantera that really sticks in my mind, that it, that, that it, it, it has it's sort of a distant cousin of the, the GT40, yeah. and, which I find fascinating. It, and I could, you know... You're talking about the chassis. I don't know how much he he designed the body after the Ford GT40, but there there are some similarities. Well, believe it or not, he told me they actually share the same ZF gearbox. So I thought, oh, there you go. So that's interesting. The five-speed ZF gearbox that's in there is, you know, works in a works in a street GT40, which was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. I didn't know that. So some of the other cars. Tell us about the other Italian marks that are going to be there, and ha- and take us through the show a little bit. So when I first walk through the gates and I'm walking across the field there, and I'm just mesmerized, but all these stunning cars. Take it from there. Yeah, it it, it really is a lot of eye candy. Um, we have uh, nine. Uh, different marks. Um, we've got the, the, the usual suspects, that you might call it, the Ferrari, Lamborghini, Maserati, Alfa Romeo. Those are the brands known most to uh, Americans. Um, and then, of course, there's the Pantera that, that uh, uh, we just spoke about. There are also other brands that um, most Americans don't know. And, well, I, I guess I should inject Fiat in there, too. Yes. <laughs> so, um, But then there's... Um, there's Lancia, and, and Lancia pulled out of the United States a long time ago. They're still being made, um, uh, but Lancia, we're, we're, I mentioned we're celebrating the Lancia uh, Lambda. Um, uh, oh, my goodness. My, and then, of course, there's ESO, uh, as we talked about in the mm-hmm. part of this conversation. There's Bissarini, um, uh, Giotto Bissarini, um, after the what one would call the, the, the exodus at uh, Ferrari, Back in the '60s, he uh, he ended up launching his own model, and uh, the Beatrini is just it, it, there are not many out there, but they're a really sexy, curvy car. It, it, they're a lot of fun, so we'll be having that. Um, of course, we have motorcycles. Then we also have this this category called um, special coachworks, and these could be cars from anywhere, um, as long as they have some tie to Italy. And there's some really interesting cars that we we have in special coachworks. And when I say ties to Italy, maybe the body came from Italy. It's usually they were designed in Italy, um, and you get so many different cars. Actually, last year, or actually 2019, we celebrated a Triumph, uh, a Triumph Italia. Uh-huh. What are we doing celebrating a British car? Well, it was designed by Vignali in Italy. So um, in those, when those situations, we, we uh, put them in the, the class of special coachworks, and it's great fun to see these cars because there are some tremendous surprises in this class. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I actually have a 1973 or 4 MGB GT, and the BGT was designed by Pininfarino, no less. And while I was at Concorso two years ago, the last time we had the event, I did bopped over to the, uh, the vendors that were selling parts, and I purchased a couple of really nice vintage Pininfarine badges, and I now have those on my MGB which is fitting, and I went to an Italian car show, and the guy told me I can't put my, t- my MGB in there, and I informed him that the BGT is an Italian-designed car, and the Pininfarine badge on it is very applicable. And he had to Google it real quick, and then he says, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I, yep. that's, that's terrific. I, I didn't own a GT. I owned a, it's just a B. Mm-hmm. And it was a problematic car. I don't think it was designed by Pininfarina, um, but I that's I had no clue that the GT was was designed uh, over there. That's interesting. Well, it's interesting in general because, you know, you talk about Zagato. You talk about Pininfarine. You talk about Ghia, okay? You talk about Bertone or Bottone. A lot of these Italian car designers went out, uh, particularly Ghia back in the 50s, did a lot of Chryslers. There's a lot of Chryslers that are Ghia-bodied cars. And uh, I would imagine all those cars fall in that category, that coachwork category that you're talking about. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Volvo's got to throw Volvo. Volvo, Bertone, yeah. In there. Um, uh, it, it, the, Italian, the Italian designers really, really had their fingerprints on a lot of cars that had never got close to Italy except for the design. Now, I also noticed that you had a category, because when I w- strolled through there a few times, I noticed that there were some German cars, there were some British cars, there were some other cars at the top of the hill. So is, that, is there a class that's like for just open European cars? Is that what that is? Well, it, it's not just European cars. It, so it, it's, it's, it would probably be open to, well, it is open to American and Japanese cars, too. Um, we call it global exotics. Okay. You know, there are, the, the, the best cars in the world are not limited to Italy. There are... There are some great cars made here in the United States. There's great cars in, in Japan and great cars, of course, in Europe. And they don't, they don't have to have a tie to Italy in that class. Okay. And we just want to be sure that these aren't cars that you see on a, on a dealer's lot. Okay. Something that's either quite historical or, or, or something very special. Aston Martin, although many Aston Martins do have a tie to Italy, but the brand itself yeah, we usually have a pretty good presence of Aston Martins. This year, we're going to have a very good presence of Porsches, as the uh, Porsche um, Works reunion is going to be uh, the day before ours. So a lot of the Porsche owners are coming over to Concorso. Interesting. Uh, you know, talk about Italian-bodied cars again. Um, the Cadillac Alliante, or Alante. Um, yep. And then I'm trying to think. There was another car that was... Uh, is the Chrysler Crossfire, is that Italian or is that German design? That might be German. I, I think that one's German, yeah. Okay, but um, there's there's quite a few... The Alante, yes. Um, uh, ...cars that are outside of, like you said, the realm of... Um, you know, the Italians, they did some pretty good stuff. And, of course, my mind just went blank here for a second, but there was a couple cars I was thinking about while you were talking about it, and they'll come back to me later in the conversation. But anyway, so tell us about some of the vendors. Tell us about... Uh, uh, some the dining arrangements and stuff, the other things that go on, the VIP passes. Give us kind of like the, the the rundown of of if somebody wants to participate, what are their options? How do they go about doing it? And how they get in there and 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 what's available to them? Sure, we, we're we're located in Seaside, which is a little bit north. It's on the Monterey Peninsula. It's just a little bit north, adjacent actually to Monterey. Um, and what's nice about Seaside is it's a little bit off the beaten track. We're on a beautiful golf course called Bayonet Black Horse Golf Course. The traffic isn't an issue this far away from Monterey, so it's really easy to get here, to get onto the golf course where you park, to, and at the end of the day when you leave, it's easy to leave and get back to your hotel, you know, all with, with great ease. Um, but you, you can come in around 9 o'clock or so. I think we, we open the gate at 9, um, and uh, then you come in, and the cars are all placed on the field already. The owners are pretty much talking with one another, old friends getting together. And, but we, we start about 10 o'clock uh, with, with uh, some awards and, and some special presentations, and that's sort of at our stage area. But the stage area is in the middle of the field, but that we have a series of, of vendors and, and, uh, that are all over the field um, and, and providing not just automotive-related things. There's some fashion items. Um, uh, there are some people who come to the event who probably are uh, a, what I would call a trailing spouse. <laughs> and, um, so so there, there is, we want things going on during the day that give that trailing spouse something to do, too. Uh, but all day long, we've got activity at the stage, again, awards and, and special presentations. Um, uh, and uh, even our, our, our very dear friend, Valentino Baboni, who is, was able to bypass the quarantine. Well, he did quarantine, but in a very fun way. <laughs> He's coming, and, and we have a special award uh, that he presents to, to uh, uh, a very lucky Lamborghini owner. But through the court, it's all day. There are, there's, there's some uh, all uh, hot, hot breakfast and lunch uh, opportunities, either dining out, um, uh, either a catered lunch, or there's food trucks that we always get. A, we try to get a collect, eclectic collection. Of food trucks, they they always are um, much better than um, uh, you know sort of warmed over hot dogs, something like that. And and um, so the the food trucks are a great dining option. There's plenty of shopping opportunities, uh, and and then we we like to both entertain and educate at the stage with the various presentations that go on all day. It, it it's it's really um, it's it's a full day. And, and, and if, if you're looking for a quiet and solitude, there's probably some mountaintop somewhere down the coast where you can have a zen-like experience. <laughs> if, you're look, if you're looking for a lot of fun and activity and, and just everywhere you look, there's, uh, there's, there's Ferraris, Lamborghinis, there's Maseratis, there's the very rare launches. 
um, there, there's just so much here. It, it's uh, it, it's not only fun, but as I mentioned, it's um, it's very entertaining as well. Super. Now, I just popped in my mind, Super Ligera, which is Carrosseria di Turin, is the, they did uh, Lamborghinis, the 350 GT, and they did the original body on uh, on the Maserati 3500, but they also did the original um, uh, Aston Martin DB4. That was the car I was thinking of. So, you know, because everybody thinks about the, the Aston Martin Zagato, but they forget about the, yeah. the very, the, the DB4, which was a super Ligero body, yeah. which means super lightweight in Italian. Translate. Now, the other thing I was going to ask you real quick is vendors and the cost to get in and what type of protocol do the um, people need to be aware of so when they do show up? Anything? Well, that's a very good point. Very good point, Robert. The, 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 the um, uh, the the big rule we have is we just ask that people not touch the cars. Okay. Um, and now, if somebody's got children with them, we we hope that that uh, they can um, ensure that the children don't touch the cars. But what's unique is many owners, when they see the kids, they ask if the kids want to sit in the car. Mm-hmm. And and you just watch the kids' eyes light up is thrilling. Oh yes. It it hopefully something like that sparks an interest in cars and the kids yes. that they're going to take for the rest of their lives. So those are those those little moments have, have a, a, a lasting effect, not only of, of, and I'm not getting melodramatic, they have a lasting effect on the kid, but also on the industry, too. And it keeps people interested. Um, but uh, I've, just just come and, and uh, you, you just stroll around all day. Um, the, the only thing you need to do is just relax, and there's plenty of places to sit down. Uh, the, the cost right now, I think, for general admission, I believe it's, uh, I, I think it's $195. I'm not certain what, on the month. That may sound like a lot of money to uh, many of your listeners, but when you look what's going on here in Monterey, it's it's almost priced like the the event for the everyman. Um, it, it's it's kind of a different world, uh, but it's a wonderful world. As, as you drive around the streets here, you, everywhere you turn, you're seeing something quite exotic. Well, Tom, I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us. We are up against the clock, as usual. That's how it happens here. And uh, But I thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you Saturday. I will be there, guaranteed. And uh, I'm always thrilled because, you know, when you come across, when you come in the entranceway, you see all the, like you said, the European cars. And then you come around there and you see all the De Tomasos and all the Mangustas and all the Panteras and all the really cool. The uh, Buick Apollo was another one. They made that funny little car yeah. that they used in the movie uh, Herbie. Lovebug. Lovebug, exactly. There was a few of those there. Just some really amazing cars and so if you like some really cool exotic italian cars uh and just a really fun experience definitely have to participate in the concorso italiano and again thank you very much tom for keeping that going and we all all of us with that like italian cars we sure appreciate all the effort that you and your team do great thank you robert thank you and i look forward to seeing you this saturday all right take care have a good one and uh don't work too hard okay (laughs) we'll see ya All right. Hey, I want to thank my special guest, Tom McDowell, chairman of the Concorso Italiano, probably one of the cooler events over there at the Cooler. And I say that, I mean that seriously, because it's right on the hillside there, coming in off Seaside. In the morning, the fog rolling over the hills, absolutely beautiful. When the sun breaks, what a spectacular view over Monterey Bay. Hey, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning into Nostalgia Radio and Cars. Don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, where you can hear and listen to stories the most legendary and fascinating names, or fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys at some of the car shows. In the meantime, I want to see, I want everybody to stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.